Capella University is rethinking higher education. With their game-changing FlexPath format, you can earn your degree on your schedule, so you can fit education seamlessly into your life. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. In today's economy, more people than ever are looking to buy and sell businesses. But how do you do it? Welcome to The Deal Board, presented by Transworld Business Advisors. Straight talk about real deals and real people. Listen to stories, interviews, and expert advice to help your business sale, merger, or acquisition process. Now, here are your business exit experts, Andy and Jessica. Welcome back to The Deal Board, and thanks for joining us again. Today, we have a special show where Andy and I are going to dive into the 12 fatal mistakes you can make when selling your business. So we see a lot of different experiences that sellers have going through the sale process. And we thought we'd summarize some of those fatal mistakes and how you can prevent them in the sale of your business. Yeah. the You know, the whole process is fraught with, you know, pitfalls. And we've seen this over the years. We've been doing this for decades now. And, you know, these are kind of like the 12 top things that can happen during your sale. And it just... It does, uh, you know, we hate this for this to be self-serving, but it does really show why you have to have a great team, including a lawyer, including an accountant, including a great intermediary, you know, when selling your business. Before we get started, I think it's important to say that selling a business is not easy. And like you said, Andy, having a great team around you is very important, but it's also something a lot of entrepreneurs don't know. And they've built successful businesses, but they just haven't been through the process of exiting yet. So it's okay to not know. Um, but listening to shows like this one and utilizing your team can really help inform and educate you. Transworld Business Advisors is the world's largest business brokerage and mergers and acquisitions firm with over 500 brokers in nearly 200 offices worldwide. Transworld's team handles thousands of business sales every year. To be connected with a qualified business broker or learn more about the buying and selling process, visit tworld.com forward slash the deal board or call 888-719-9098. Andy, why don't we spend the show today just diving into some of these 12 fatal mistakes and explaining them to the listeners? Sure. So the first one that I'd like to cover, which is probably one of the most important, is the failure to maintain confidentiality. I mean, so letting the cat out of the bag at the beginning or during the process is certainly a fatal mistake. You know, your vendors and may not continue the same terms, your employees might get scared and leave. And there's always reasons why, you know, people might get scared during that process if they find out the business is for sale. Right. The less people that know the business is for sale, always the better. Um, The next one to talk about is failure to continue to run your business. So as you're selling your business, it's really important to maintain your business at its peak operating capacity. At this point, if you're selling your business, you're going to have buyers that are inspecting your business, really taking a deep dive into how the business operates. And again, not self-serving, but this is why it's really important to have a team surrounding you to take care of the sale. So you can focus on running your business, making sure it's still growing, it's still profitable. All their operations are still operating at the highest level. Yeah. And as soon as you stop running your business, your P&L is going to suffer. And if your P&L goes down in the last month, and we've seen this over and over again, especially when there's financing involved, the bank right before the closing says, hey, can you give us your latest monthly P&L? And it has trended down. And why? Because the seller was involved trying to do the 
business and not putting, having their eye on the ball. And therefore, everybody stops. The bank stops. The buyer hesitates. It might cause what we, you know, call a haircut, you know. So it is certainly a bad idea to not pay attention. So that is a fatal mistake. You got to run your business right up to the end. So the third one um, is what we see in people thinking that they can really know the business process and trying to negotiate on their own behalf. Negotiating on your own behalf is absolutely a bad idea. I mean, listen, uh, sports stars, you know, movie stars, uh, you know, everybody realizes the value of having an agent and having someone, you know, negotiate on your behalf. So negotiate on your behalf behalf could be horrible and you'll get into a pickle that you just don't know how to get out of. And that's why it's great to have someone who knows what they're, you know, doing as far as negotiation skills. And we train that, right, Jessica? We do. All, all of our agents are trained on how to negotiate. You know, another reason that it's really important to have an intermediary is because you don't want to be the bad guy in the deal. The seller and the buyer have to maintain a, a great relationship because you're going to work together at least for a period of a few weeks after the deal closes. So your intermediary or your broker can be that bad guy. Yeah. And what you're gonna, what's going to happen also is that you might be negotiating the wrong thing. And you might think you're right. You might think that that this is normal, or I want this, and it's just not normal. And you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna kill the deal. Yeah, I think the bottom line is is you really need somebody else to be negotiating on your behalf. So the fourth fatal mistake is failure to secure qualified buyers. So knowing how to qualify a buyer is critical. And what your transactional team can do is they can help you pre-qualify each buyer to avoid a negotiation that's doomed to fail. And this doesn't just mean financial qualification, but you also have to understand the motivations of the buyer, if they're going to close, when they're going to close, what their skill sets are, and how is that going to... um, if they have the proper skill sets to bring into the business so that the business is successful and the deal is successful and the best buyer is the one that's going to close, not always the one with the most cash. Right, Andy? Yeah. And we, we see this all the time. In fact, I'm going through a deal right now where this buyer has been back three times and now he's not going to close again. It's just crazy. And they're not listening to us and we're keep telling them this person is not qualified. And not only that, I mean, finding the right buyer is about casting a wide net. And that's something a business owner can't do themselves. And that's what I, I, I always say Transworld is so great at. I mean, we have the ability to reach worldwide and get that perfect buyer that's not only going to close, but it's going to take your business to the next level and do the right thing by your employees and your customers. So not getting the right buyer is certainly a fatal mistake. So the the next thing, we love to talk about this all the time, is failure to move the deal along. Deals are like fresh fish. They start to stank when, when they sit around too long. I mean, it's just awful. And the longer the deals sit around, the more bad things can happen. And again, you have to run your business and your head's already out of it and you've already made plans to go on that cruise. And so you have to really be in charge and make sure that the lawyer and accountant, everybody, you know, is working together to get the deal done. And, and, you know, we see sellers like try to take a back seat in this process and they need to be upfront with us, you know, trying to run that deal. The saying that we have is time kills all deals, right? And 
it just is really an emotional drain. This is a very long and often emotional process, both for the seller and the buyer. So the more time that the deal takes up and the longer it goes on, the more mistakes can happen and the more um, negative effects in the deal can happen that eventually will kill it. And we see that a lot. The sixth uh, biggest fatal mistake that sellers make is failure failure to place a proper value on your business. And we've talked a lot about valuation on this show. And if you haven't listened to any of the valuation episodes, you definitely should go back and listen to, I think we have three of those now on different types of valuation. But a business has value to a buyer because of its anticipated earnings. And those anticipated earnings are based on past history. So you have to have a really successful track record in your P&L and all your financial statements need to tie together, but proper evaluation is is critical and really increases your chances of selling. We tell sellers a lot that the buyers shopping in the market are very educated on the valuation process and they understand what a small business should be worth and should be valued at. So if you're not at that right price, you're going to scare off the potential buyers um, and also extend the time that the, your deal is going to take to close. Yeah, we see that a lot. I mean, so when you go to value your business, uh, it, there needs to be, there's kind of like a magical kind of range that it's not too high to scare off potential buyers, but it's not too low to people. You know, sometimes it's too low. People are like, wow, that's too good of a deal. That's kind of scary. So there's certainly a great range. And, you know, the trans world team, they have a great, they have a great report that you can order. It may cost you a few bucks up front, but it's so worth it to just, see what the marketplace is out there. And if you're really scared, you know, you certainly you could get a third-party valuation. Not necessarily needed just to go to the marketplace, but it's not a bad idea, of course. So the seventh fatal mistake that we see out there is failure to properly structure the deal. And it's certainly a balance. I mean, sellers usually have a limited knowledge about the available alternatives for structuring a deal. And there's a definite you know, disadvantages and probably, a you know, costly one if you make the wrong choice about how to structure a deal. Certainly, you know, if you put too much money on the, on, on the future earnings or if you put too much money on the future note or buyouts, it could really cost you in the end. So, you know, leverage buyouts, certainly leases, royalties, earnouts, consulting agreements, non-compete contracts, you know, those things could n- help close a deal and make the buyer feel good too. But at the same time, you know, it's a risk. So there's certainly a balance, right? All right. There's definitely a balance. And especially with earnouts and seller notes, there's a lot of room for error there. And there's proper ways to protect yourself in those deals. But your transactional team, your broker, your lawyer can really help you navigate those negotiations. Yeah. I mean, proper structure can get a deal done. That's the good news. The bad news is it could be a fatal mistake. So that's, again, you need to be educated. Number eight, failure to prepare properly for due diligence. So due diligence is the inspection period where the buyer really gets to investigate all the claims that the seller and their broker made throughout the process. And due diligence is key. It is the probably 
biggest hurdle that you have to overcome in a deal. So it's very imperative to be prepared and organized going into this. And if you're working with a team, they will prepare you for what is a buyer going to ask you for during due diligence? What should you expect? And you should have those documents well organized and ready to submit to a buyer and also be able to defend and substantiate any representations you've made during the sale process. Um, Due diligence is really confusing, but this is where your transactional team should thrive. Yeah. And we always have a saying, we have a saying that says the seeds of inconsistency grow wildly. So if you don't properly prepare for due diligence and you make representations that turn out to be false, even one of those representations cast doubt on all the rest of your rep- you know your rep- representations I'm, I'm i'm stuttering just because it's that scary so you definitely want to make sure you go out to the market properly and be ready so the ninth fatal mistake that we like to tell people is you know again it's about finding the buyer it's failure to market the sale if your business sale you know, is being handled by one person or you put it out to just one advisor or two and they have limited advertising resources, you're never going to find the right buyer at the highest selling price. So, you know, with Transworld and some, you know, there's some other good intermediaries out there, certainly. Uh, But, you know, with a huge network, we literally get hundreds of responses for buyers, right? Right. I mean, hundreds, and then we have our internal buyer databases of thousands, pre-vetted private equity investment firms. I mean, when you put it all together, it's it's got to be in the hundreds of thousands of buyers. And we'd like to say, we like to create like a mini trading floor. It's almost like a NASDAQ for selling small businesses. I think NASDAQ's going to get yell at me one day for saying that, but it, it, it is. I mean, it really, it produces the best buyers at the best price and you'll be surprised. I mean, you know, sometimes those buyers are right under your nose. It's a customer or it's a competitor. But, you know, again, just to keep those people honest, you want to make sure that you cast a wide net. It's like finding a needle in the haystack. It's not like selling a house where a buyer can change the color of the house and it fits them perfectly. You have to talk to literally hundreds of buyers to find the perfect buyer for your business. So number 10 in fatal mistakes in selling your business is failure to seek the right professional assistance. And we see this a lot and we totally understand that business owners already have pre-existing relationships, especially when it comes to your attorneys, your financial professionals, your accountants. Um, but you really need to make sure if they're assisting in the sale process that they've been through the sale process before and fairly recently. So I always ask people to talk to their attorneys, talk to their CPAs and ask them, how many business transactions have you been through in the last year? And even though your attorney might have been great in helping you set up your business or navigating the growth of your business, they might not be the right one to help sell the business. And you really need the right advice from the right professionals during this process. I mean, the wrong professional can lead you to make bad decisions. You can lose deals. um, You can expose yourselves to liabilities that you really shouldn't have to. So this is a really critical piece in the deal transaction. It is. I mean, we have a deal right now and we're reaching out. Actually, it's someone in Ohio has a deal and it just happens to turn out to be a, a, an international purchase with a visa and the attorney happens to be local and they reached out to me to talk to the attorney because they closed the deal. And because the attorney is not adept at usually closing these kinds of deals, he's waiting for one or two things to happen. And the buyer has been in there for two weeks and the seller hasn't gotten their money. 
<laughs> so are they got their money, you know, and now they're fighting. He's like, well, maybe I'll unwind the deal. Unwind the deal? No, 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 no. I mean, it's a simple signature. They're waiting on her signature on one of the lease, you know, but, you know, the buyer's already in there. The leases have been signed by, by both buyer and seller. They're just waiting for a counter signature on one little thing. And, you know, certainly everybody's agreed to go forward with the deal and we don't, you know, it, it'll get done, but it's just crazy. So the, the, the sellers go nuts. All right. Yeah. And that's just, I mean, I think that's a great example of like the right deal team, the right broker, the right attorney really help you navigate this whole process and what the steps are and what order they should get done in and wrap up the deal to make sure you as a seller have no liability. Like this, the seller potentially does after the deal is done. Yeah. And the other thing we see is that, you know, you're paying your attorney or your accountant or whatever, who's never done that before you're paying them to learn how to do it. <laughs> and it can be a very, very expensive process. So like you said, you know, just because someone handled another legal um, issue for you and did a great job doesn't mean that they're adept at selling a business. And, you know, so, so people always ask, well, how do I, how do I find out who is adept? And it's like, listen, you can ask around and you can ask your broker and they're like, well, you're just going to give us someone that's going to, you know, just close the deal and work for you. And that's just not true. I mean, it just, there's so many, you know, good broker, uh, good attorneys and accountants and people that know how, and even bankers. I mean, you got to have the right banker, you know, Everybody says they do SBA loans, but unless they specialize in it, they don't understand the nuances. The 11th fatal mistake, and we're wrapping it up here. We're getting toward the end, but it's the failure to properly package your business. And, you know, the potential buyer is going to want information about your customer base, your competition, your financial in- history, the industry characteristics, you know, uh, potential uh, growth areas, availables for opportunity. All this information is great stuff and it must be provided in a nice format, but it has to be done in a way to ensure your confidentiality. We see this all the time where people just put out too much information or they, you know, sometimes they just put together a Dropbox with everything and that's not the way to take someone through a deal. So, you know, you, you also have to recast your financials to show your business in the best proper you know, best light because what we're doing to save on taxes is we're preparing documents that, you know, we're preparing tax returns to minimize your taxes. And then what we're trying to do is maximize your value. So we're showing the business debt free and we're showing the business with all your uh, owner benefits. So there's a lot of things that go into packaging, right? Yeah. And I think what I like to think about is when you're marketing this business, it's a give and take, right? So you, you, give a little bit of information to the buyer and then they're going to take a little information about your business. And as you find out more about them, then the amount of information that's released is going to increase over time. But really you're right. Your team, your broker, whoever you're working with can help you package this information and release that information in a timely manner. But also they need, the seller needs to be involved in this process, right? So many times that I've seen is the seller feels like, oh, well, my broker will just handle all this, but your broker's never going to know your business like you do. So helping them know and understand how the business works, where are the growth opportunities, where are areas of improvement for the business and really identifying those and explaining it. So then the broker can sell that to the buyers. So let's wrap it up with, Fatal mistake number 12 and is failure to control the deal. 
So we've sold thousands of businesses and we know when to let buyers look at customer lists. We know when to let them talk to employees, if, if ever, um, when to start and end due diligence, when to um, talk to the landlord, start negotiation, negoti- negotiating the lease. Um, but really the process of controlling this timeline and what happens when and is very, very important. And we have situations all the time where a buyer will come in and they're qualified and they've ran hundreds of deals before, or so they say, and they want to run their own process. And really, I think this is a fatal mistake because as soon as you detour from a proven process, you relinquish control in the deal. And now the buyer's in the driver's seat. So, you know, there's a lot of opinions on how to sell and buy a business, but you need to pick one with your broker and you need to stick to that process and not change it for every single buyer that comes in the door. Yeah, you do. And, you know, listen, we can certainly be flexible. We know when to be flexible. You're absolutely right. Sometimes we come in and there's a buyer and he's an M&A specialist and he bought and sold the, you know, multi-million dollar businesses and he wants to run it his way. And there's certain times where we might let people do something some way, depending on what kind of deal it is and depending on what kind of buyer it is and depending on what kind of price they're putting forth. But, you know, for the most part, if, if you let others control the deal or you try to control the deal yourself, you're sunk. As soon as you start giving them information because they demand it and you don't put up some sort of wall where you're giving that power to the broker or you're giving that power to, you know, someone who is the keeper of the information like your accountant or attorney, they're going to demand everything. So the good, the easy questions come first and then all of a sudden they start pouring it on and you're like, no, you can't have that. No, you can't talk to my customers. We we're having a battle last week about talking to customers. And, we, you know, we finally had to put it down and say, no, you can't talk to the customers. Right. And there's been, you know, it goes back to those confidentiality pieces. There, there's been buyers that are shopping businesses for the wrong reasons. And you need to protect your company. You need to protect the confidentiality of customer names or employees or anything like that. So if the deal doesn't go through, your business still operates at its peak level for the next buyer. Yeah. I mean, and we see this a lot and especially if you try to run your own process, we'll kind of wrap this up right now. You know, if you're trying to run your own process because of all these mistakes that we went over, you may only have one shot at it because one of those fatal mistakes kicks in and then you're, you're done. Your business is going down. Your employees are leaving. Your vendors are aware, your competitors are aware, and you only have one bite of the apple And how many times do we see it takes two or three buyers or a year to eventually get a deal done? So you don't want the, you know, you want to be able to be able to keep running your business and pretend like this isn't going on, this sale process. So whether it's Transworld or another business brokerage firm or investment bank, really focus on building your right team. And I'm sure we'll do another extended show on building that team in the future. But that is really the overarching key and critical message of this episode is to avoid those 12 fatal mistakes. Make sure you build your transactional team right from the start. Yep. Great job. I think this was a great overview of the process and all the mistakes that we see out there. This probably covers about 95% of them. Certainly there are others, but I think this was a great opportunity for sellers to kind of hear firsthand of the things that could go wrong. 
Definitely. Well, if you have any other questions, feel free to reach out to us at tworld.com backslash the deal board. And we look forward to seeing you on the next show. Hey, Andy, you know what time I think it is? I think it's time to talk about our deal of the week. Deal of the week. Hey, we're back and it's time for deal of the week. So we're with Chris Mitchell from Atlanta Northwest, and he just sold the roofing company. Great story. So I just want Chris to chime in and tell us all about it. Uh, thank you, Andy. Um, it's good to be here. So this deal uh, was a uh, was a roofing company in the uh, Northwest Atlanta area, um, uh, a listing we had for, I don't know, eight months, seven months, something like that. Um, and uh, after going through a couple of uh, potential buyers that ended up not being interested, we finally uh, did find a buyer. Um, it was an investment group uh, that came in uh, that had very little experience in roofing, in fact, no experience in roofing, but an interest in acquiring a roofing company. So uh, it, the deal turned out to be very beneficial for both buyers and the seller. The seller started the business uh, from just uh, from just himself doing some repairs on roofs, uh, you know, 20 years ago, 23 years ago. So he was ready to retire. And um, we eventually uh, structured a deal that was an earnout, in which he got a very nice uh, payment at the closing table. Uh, and then over the course of the following year, he will continue to manage the company for these new investors, teach them the roofing business and hire his replacement, uh, during which period he receives a very nice salary uh, and a potential upside bonus if the business outperforms what it's done in the past. So it was a tremendous win-win uh, um, and after the close, I was visiting with the seller and asking him how he felt about how the process had gone. And uh, really, the, the, the icing on the cake for this deal was when he told me that he said, Chris, prior to meeting you, I was uh, really uh, just trying to decide what day I was just going to close my doors and stop working. Uh, he was uh, he's 66 years old and was ready to retire. So uh, he didn't even think that he could sell his business. So uh in the end, he ended up making a very nice uh, return, uh, and he's going away very happy. So real quick, how much did the business sell for, and how much did it make? Approximately multiple. Uh, so the business sold for $475,000, uh, and that was about 1.8 multiple. Perfect. Well, thanks for coming in today. And if somebody wants to get in touch with you, Chris, how best? Uh, well, they can, of course, reach me at cmitchell at tworld.com. Uh, or they can call at 404-600-1205. Hey, Jessica, you know what time it is? Money time? Almost. It's time for Listing of the Week. Hey, we're back with Listing of the Week, and we're joined by Chris Mitchell from Atlanta Northwest, and he's got a listing on a med spot that he wants to tell you about. Hello, Andy. Uh, yes, uh, this uh, listing is... a. Uh, a very new listing that we have recently picked up. It's a med spa. Um, if anyone doesn't know what a med spa is, that's a place where you can go get Botox injections, uh, cool sculpting for weight loss, and other types of uh, cosmetic and skincare services. Um, this is a this is a fantastic business. A beautiful, beautiful office in a great part of town, a thriving uh, economic area northwest of Atlanta. Uh, the owners have had the business for about eight years, and they're now ready to retire. It's a husband and wife who own it. He's 70 years old, and 
You're not allowed to ask how old she is, but she looks considerably younger. And uh, that may be due to the services that they offer. So uh, this business is very attractively priced at $130,000. It's uh, currently generating about uh, $75,000 per year of discretionary earnings. So that's less than a two times multiple. Uh, Very good pricing. And uh, the owner, the the wife, is willing to stay with the business for up to a year to help the new owners uh, get, get it under hand and make sure they understand it. Great, Chris. And if someone's interested, how best to get in touch with you? Uh, they can email me at cmitchell at tworld.com or call me at 404-600-1205. Thanks for tuning in to our show today. If you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcasting app and leave us a review. If you have questions or suggestions for the show, visit us at tworld slash the deal board or email us at the deal board at tworld.com. Capella University is rethinking higher education. With their game-changing FlexPath format, you can earn your degree on your schedule so you can fit education seamlessly into your life. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.